They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. He said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, guys, let's creep. So Clayton and Susie went on the Not Skinny, Not Fat podcast. And some of the things they said on the podcast is concerning fans and leading people to believe that a breakup may be in the works down the road. So let's play the clip first and kind of dissect this because there are a few layers to this. We said, ultimately, we came to this decision like we don't need to be in a relationship for anybody other than ourselves. We're not doing this for bachelor nation or anything like that. But we both came to the conclusion that we're like, you know what, no matter what happens, we'll forever be thankful for being a part of each other's life because we both made each other better human beings. You guys are so deep. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if this relationship, we're like, we don't know if it's, if it's going to be a month long from here, if it's going to be lifetime, but like, there's no pressure. Like, let's just love each other and be thankful that like, and we are thankful that we're in each other's lives. So whatever that looks like, I mean, we're very, very happy right now and in a really great spot. But yeah, it's, we've, man, we went through it uh, together, though. Thankfully, she's been on my side. It's the only reason why I can sit here with so much positivity is because of her. Wow. Are you living together currently? Yeah, currently uh, we are in Virginia Beach. But our, our next step actually is I'm moving to Scottsdale and she's going to move in the interim to L.A., only a 50 minute flight apart, but we're both chasing our dreams. Uh, and I think for location wise, we both feel that those are the spots that we want to be. But again, we see it as like, I mean, I'm working on my computer 10, 12 hours a day. So she was like, Clayton, I, I just want to, like, I'll move to LA. Like, and, and then we can travel on the weekends to see each other. And we'll see. I mean, we don't know if we're going to like that long distance. Um, right. I'm worried. I'll be honest. This worries me. This yeah. news worries me. This news worries me. It worries too. me too, guys. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I feel like in the past 24 hours, my opinion has changed because at first when I heard this, I was like, oh, okay. So you guys are breaking up. Like we'll hear about it in six months. Like got it. Just because I think when you move in with someone and then you move out with someone, you are on a path towards breaking It's not up. the right way to go typically. Right. Ex- exactly. But then I had to kind of like take a step back and be like, oh, they moved in with each other literally right when they got off of the show, not even knowing anything about each other. So maybe this is actually going back to like the back to the beginning and like then their relationship can now progress as a normal relationship because they jumped into living together when they were like legit strangers. They moved in together literally right after the show. And that's not normal either. No, none of this is normal. I think what's making me unsure of if this is a soft launch breakup is because they're now trolling people about this story. They are aware that Bachelor fans think they're breaking up because of this interview. Yeah. And on TikTok, Susie and Clayton, well, specifically Susie, is like commenting back to people and and joking and making it really lighthearted like they're not breaking up. So I'm like, oh, okay, if she's joking about it, then clearly 
Yeah. There's no issue. But I'm sorry, like, it's really weird for me to hear Clayton say, like, we don't know if this is going to last a month or a lifetime. And I feel like he's trying to keep it, like, Monica, like, I'm breezy, like, no pressure. But, but yeah, like, yeah. you could be no pressure in your relationship and still be serious and know that it's going to go the long haul. It's a little weird to say, we could break up in a month. We don't know. That's that's a bad sign. I wouldn't say as a if I were like a relationship therapist, I wouldn't say like this is a we're on a good path here, guys. Right. No, for sure. And especially because like if they're admitting that they're going to follow their dreams in different places, if their dreams are in different places, then mm. maybe long term like it, that's that can't work. Like if Susie knows what she needs to be doing is in L.A. Also, I have no clue. Note, I'm like, what is Clayton's dream and why does he have to be in Scottsdale, Arizona to do it? You know what's weird, though, too, now that you're saying that and you, too, sound like a relationship therapist now as well. I think we should start um, that advice okay. segment back up. You know, I think we have a oh, lot of yeah. wisdom. But Clayton says in that clip, he's on his computer for 10, 12 hours a day. Why can't you do that in L.A. then? Right. What is in Scottsdale? It's in, I think his family is. Isn't his brother there? His brother does live there. And I think that is where he's moving into. He's moving in with his brother in Scottsdale. Susie is moving in with friends in L.A. That's no. But that doesn't really make sense. This does not make sense. They could move to a place in L.A., Together. together. If, if it's a money situation, when you, if you move in together with a significant other, it's way more affordable than, like, you know, getting your own place. So they could do that. And, yeah, and Clayton's literally on his computer all the time. So, like, what is in Scottsdale? I get wanting to be close to family, I guess, but... If that's something that's important to Clayton, then maybe it won't work with Susie if Susie needs to be in L.A., a.k.a. closer to a breakup. Just a short 50-minute flight. Like, Clayton, have you been to the airport recently? Like, every flight gets canceled. The flights are outrageous. Door to door, that is still, like, five hours. Yeah. What if you have a layover? It's going to be way more than 50 minutes. And, like, Peter is not going to always be in the airport, so you're not always going to get free snacks. Then what are you going to do? You're going to have to find then a stray bag of Skittles on the ground and, and hope that it was Matt <laughs> right. James's that was lost. Because Clayton also, no money for him, <laughs> cannot afford to buy his own bag of Skittles. Needs to find them off the floor when Matt James <laughs> walked through the Scottsdale airport and dropped them there for him. I just think it's the two factors paired together in the same interview if it were just one or the other it would still be weird but since it's both i'm like oh wait what's the two the two being we don't know if we're gonna last a month or a lifetime we don't know if we're each other's person that's one that's shocking two we're also moving out because we want to pursue separate dreams like these are two very bad signs and as much as they're trolling and and making light of it and as much as i don't want this to happen because i do think they are i really like them they are they're like best friends but i'm like why don't you know if you're each other's person yet like if you've been living together this long why don't you know yet young though so maybe i don't know i'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and also maybe for Susie, this la thing really is temporary like if she maybe she's really just like i really just want to do a little stint of six months because i think long distance can work if you have a bigger plan and you know that it's just a short term that you're going to be long distance. Not this indefinite, we're going to live separate places forever. It just doesn't seem like it's the right direction. I'm nervous. I don't want this to happen. I, I really, know. really like them together. I know. I'm so nervy. Also, to me, I'm like, guys, what is it? Besides Clayton's brother, what is in Scottsdale? What dreams are being pursued by Clayton in Scottsdale? Uh, to me, L.A. makes more sense, but... LA makes more sense. Susie's the one, like, she's a wedding photographer or videographer. Videographer. So LA makes sense to be. Well, even just like location probably means more to her than it does to him. If, like, her job is required to travel to the weddings, she has to obviously Mm -hmm. go where the weddings are. Right. Maybe she's 
got a lot of clients coming up and they're all in the California area. So it doesn't make sense for her to keep traveling back and forth. So she's going to temporarily move there. I don't know. But like, yeah, but if it's like, just a quick 50 minute flight, she can right. travel That's to her true. job. It's just like, it's not really flight. in LA traffic. That could be faster to literally go from Scottsdale to wherever she needs to go. I think the four of us need to sit down and really map out these logistics and make sure that we're all four of us are on the same page. Yeah, so Clayton, Susie, tell us what time works for you. We'll hop on a quick little Zoom, get a little FaceTime in, and we can really talk through this. Because, like, Clayton, I know you're on the computer for 10 to 12 hours a day, so we'll just take, like, one of those hours. Just one, yeah. (laughs) Also, like, Clayton or someone who knows, please tell me what Clayton's job is. I'm just curious. He's he's doing um, fitness, and I think he's... On the computer? I don't know. I don't know. For 10 to 12 hours a day? That's not You know what's probably going to happen? Susie's going to be in LA, and I bet fake Clayton's going to show up, like, in the dark. And she's not going to know the difference. The three dogs in a trench coat. And she's going to be like, hey, honey, you came to surprise me. And then, like, Clayton's going to be like, I'm in Scottsdale right now doing fitness on the computer. And it's just going to cause a lot of drama. And I'm doing fitness on the computer (laughs) (laughs) for 10 to 12 hours a day. Wow. That's a lot of fitness. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with this. I'm nervy. You're nervy. So nervy. Hey, guys, it's Steph coming to you solo because Jackie is currently sailing the high seas with her family, and I can only hope that she is wrapped in a towel that was handed to her by Nick Vial, never making it down the aisle, and just having a grand old time. But we need to add another creep into this episode because a creep-worthy story has broken, and it simply cannot wait another week. So if you guys have been keeping up with the Nate drama, Nate from Gabby's season, his ex-girlfriend kind of blew up his spot, told Reality Steve that she didn't know that he even had a daughter, even though they dated for a year and a half. He apparently was dating multiple girls at the same time. It was not a good look. Like we reported on last week, ABC is quaking. They're not happy with this. It's very clear that Nate was supposed to be the bachelor, and now this bad press is not really helping their case. So Dustin Kendrick, he hosts Bachelors in the City podcast with Peter Weber. We've had him on our podcast as well. He recently spoke out on Nate's behalf, and like, God, I just like... I don't understand why he thought this was a good idea or why like anyone thought like, yeah, let's publish this. This is, this is great. I think people were starting to forget about the story and now this has only brought it back up 10 times worse. So I'm going to play some clips from the podcast that Dustin and Peter willingly published. I don't understand why they did this. The 1.5, the year and a half of being, she says, together with Nate is baloney. Nate never told me once he was in a relationship with this person. Okay, but wait, doesn't Nate have like a history of leaving certain facts out to people? So I don't think that has as much weight as you think it does, Dustin. They were dating. They were seeing each other. No way. They were just filling things out. There was a time also that I was told, I'm not, I'm not trying to put these people on front street. These people are not innocent by any means, but there was a time in this 1.5 where they didn't even talk for like six months because someone no. was left a uh, left a bar with someone else. So this is just silliness. I, I can't stand when people like just flip the script and just want to go against someone when you don't have one, one thing. Let me I, I, let me add on this on this with with this one, you know, this year and a half claim. Yeah, Peter, speak on this. We want to hear your side of the story since you have really good um, problem solving skills. Listen, I, I don't have a child, but I truly believe that you have every right to hold. Listen, I understand if you're in a serious relationship and you're committed and like you are with someone. Okay, sure. Maybe it it is a little weird if you 
don't disclose you have a child. But if that's not the case, which it seems like this was, in my opinion, Nate has every right to hold that back until it's the right time, until he's completely comfortable, until he's 100% sure this is someone he wants to introduce into Mila's life. That You can't knock someone for, you know, that's that's totally 100% up to them. And no one can judge you and force you and push you and say, no, there's a time frame where you have to say it and disclose this by this point. Like, listen, not introducing his daughter, sure. You could take all the time in the world if you want to protect your child from meeting your significant others for whatever reason, that's all good. But not even disclosing that information, like, no, there is a vast difference between the two. And I still wanna know where he hid all her Barbie dolls and what excuse he gave to this poor girl every time she like went to his house and saw like a freaking life-size Barbie on the table. The thing was, I was always asking Nate, like, uh, I'm like, bro, you just got over divorce. Why are you even like, why are you like hanging out with this girl this much? And he's like, I, I don't know. I like her. She, she makes me feel good. And again, Nate vulnerable, needing some, someone there for compassion, someone just to kind of fill that void. And I'm not saying it's right by any means, but this seems to, it seems to be what this was. But also this girl is a party girl. This girl was always at the club, always out and about doing. No, he did not. No, he did not. He did not just call her a party girl and use that as an excuse for why Nate didn't have to tell her that he was dating other women and has a daughter. You did not just say that. I'm going to pretend you did not. Just say that. And Nate knew this is not the type of girl to introduce to my daughter, his daughter. Like if... Again, we're not talking about introducing Dustin. We are talking about simply telling her a fact, a very, very important detail about his life. Someone is like, they were in two different parts of their life. I'll say that. This girl was young. I mean, I'm not young, but younger than Nate, you know, going out in Chicago, having fun, bar scene, club scene. Nate, on the other hand, is going on reality TV to find love. Super mature, yeah. Freshly divorced going through some shit and he kind of just hung out with her in the in the scene of going out and it's not necessarily the scene to well if someone's involved in that scene heavy to bring them into the life of a daughter oh my god i can't i where do i begin so nate was hanging out with her you just said that why are you hanging out with her so much then you said she's a party girl then you said nate's hanging out with her in that scene all the time so doesn't that make nate a party boy like are we really not tracking that you, everything you're saying is contradicting the last thing you just said? I just want to be past that. I feel like you don't go and try to tarnish someone's name because a relationship didn't work out. This seems so childish to me mm -hmm. and it's very upsetting. Like I know Nate. I've known Nate since I was 14, 15. I know he would be there for anybody and, and try to, if he could, do anything for someone as this seemed like he was, I don't know. It's just upsetting. Look, I'm not doubting that Nate is a stand-up guy. I think we saw a side of Nate on the show where clearly America fell in love with him. He seems like a really great guy. What I have an issue with and what I think a lot of people have an issue with is that he's just not owning up to his wrongs. And had he just said like, look, I messed up, I've seriously grown from this and I'm going to do what I need to do to better myself so I, this does not happen again, I'm sure people would start to see him in a different light. But to defend him by saying she's the party girl, she's not the type of girl that you bring home to meet your daughter, and therefore wasn't deserving of knowing about all the other stuff Nate had going on. And also saying that Nate was kind of just like 
essentially using her to fill that void after his divorce. And, and this is all supposed to be fine, but we're supposed to feel bad for Nate and kind of villainize the girl. I just, I don't, I don't see why anyone thought this was a good idea to publish. I don't see why anyone thought this was a good defense. Dustin and Peter then go on to talk about how Bachelor Nation has essentially ruined Nate's chances at being The Bachelor. Now, I don't know how true that is, but I wouldn't blame the community that's listening to your podcast and telling them they're the reason why your friend isn't going to be The Bachelor. Like last time I checked, I didn't tell Nate to hide his daughter's Barbie dolls from his girlfriend. So I don't think I had anything to do with it. But yeah, that's the Nate story. So I didn't want to wait another week for that one. You are welcome. Sound off in the comments below. Do you think Nate will still be The Bachelor? Let me know. Buying sex toys is so freaking awkward. I told you guys last week that I once literally went into a sex shop and I was mortified. It is just something so uncomfortable about putting a sex toy on the counter and exchanging it for money. And, yes, being and then like, looking into the eyes of the cashier <laughs> and being like, I'm going to be masturbating with this yes. later. Like they know they're seeing inside your soul. That's why I have been loving dameproducts.com because you can search all their amazing products in the comfort of your own home. With no judgment whatsoever, some of their best sellers are Eva and Air. Air is a suction vibrator for people who are fans of oral stimulation. They have five different vibration patterns and it is also waterproof, so it can go with you wherever you want to go. Air mimics the flutter of a tongue and the suction of a mouth. So if you like oral stimulation, which like who doesn't, this will send you over the edge. So I highly recommend Air. Just saying. Yeah, now do you want to tell them about Eva? Sure. Eva is one of Dame Products' best sellers. It's a wearable vibrator for couples. Basically, you can keep it in place and have sex with your partner, and Eva is like doing all the work for you. Eva leaves you hands free so you could be fully in the moment. Wow. Sounds amazing. So if I was you, I would definitely go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch because you can get 15% off site-wide guys. So they have so many other things that you should check out on their site. They have different lubes. They have sex socks. They have other vibrators. So definitely give them a check out. I'm looking at one of the reviews for mm -hmm. Eva. This person says five stars game changer and being sexually active for seven years. I've only been able to orgasm during sex, maybe twice. Let me tell you, it is worth it. Capital letters. I've had it for a week. And every time me and my husband have had sex, I've been able to orgasm. So go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch and get 15% off site wide. You are welcome. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about it on air. This person writes, Hi, Stephanie. Love the pod. I have a Bachelor Encounter from a few years ago, 2019. I used to live in Chicago and saw Clay Harbor walking downtown with a suitcase in tow. He was so nice to everyone he passed, really friendly, and seemed to know the bouncers outside the bars, too. It was only later that I realized the sighting was in June, and he appeared on Paradise that year. Was he walking to the train with his suitcase to go to the air? report to fly to Mexico? We will never know, but I like to think so. Thanks for all you do. Aww. That's cool. We love yeah. Clay. We had Clay on the show. He's yeah, super, he super, super friendly. Nice. So I'm not surprised that he was being nice to everyone. I think it's cool when you realize something after the fact. He's leaving on a jet plane, going to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that's like really stressful and exciting. Yeah, so stressful. Especially from what we have heard from past contestants about going to Mexico. He doesn't know like when he's going on the beach or like if he's just going to sit in a hotel room or stressful. And I guess you don't even, if it's your first time going, you don't know until you go. 
that that's going to yeah. happen. It's not yeah. like you go and you're like, I'm going to sit in the hotel room for 14 days. That's something you oh, find out course. when you get there. So that's even worse. Yeah. yeah. And I think some people who are original cast don't even know their original cast, like, or not. Or they could tell you your original cast and be like, oh, something changed. Sorry. Yeah, it's not going to work out this time. Ugh, they are such horrible people. The next one is uh, this person actually... Her name is Stacy, and she actually wrote me first and said, I have an encounter, but it's Audrey's. Are you like Audrey's Aww. fatigue? And I'm like, no, girl, never. send I it. Never. never. Audrey's fatigue. So she writes, I'm probably a Bachelor super fan, if I'm being honest. I've seen every season. Alex Michelle's season aired my senior year of college, and I never stopped. That is wow. commitment. That is commitment, yeah. I'm committed to no less than six to seven podcasts each week. So when my sister asked where I wanted to do our annual sister's trip this year, I picked Rhode Island in hopes of running into a Bachelor alum. We decided to have daily coffee at Audrey's to see if we'd potentially meet anyone. Day one, we walk in and Jared says hi with the gusto of someone who knows me, which of course I said back because I feel like I know him. He was just being friendly as the owner of a coffee shop, but it took me way too long to reconcile the fact that only one of us knows the other. Anyway, after serving me his coffee, he went on to sit next to us with an earshot and interview a potential nanny candidate for him and Ashley. That's funny. He's taking like nanny interviews at work. I guess, right? Like if he's working all day and he's always there. Come get a coffee on me and let me interview you. Yeah. I heard all about their move in their life. It was surreal. He asked the interviewee if she'd ever seen The Bachelor before. She lied and said no. How do you know she lied? How do you know she lied? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we're just assuming here. Anyway, we were able to come back later in the weekend also where they hosted the now famous meet and greet with Joe and Serena. Everyone was lovely, but especially Ashley and her mother. Super sweet girl next door vibes. And one of my most favorite details is that they were actually serving generous coffee, supporting Ben Higgins and his initiative. She sent a bunch of photos. She has a photo with Ashley. She has a photo with Joe and Serena. And then she has the sweetest picture of Dawson's Dimitri Brady Haven, my favorite celebrity baby. This was such a good encounter because we went to Audrey's as most of you probably know, and we had the exact same experience. I mean, we didn't meet Joe and Serena, but Mm -hmm. we hung out with the baby, hung out with Jared. Yes, we saw Dawson. He's so cute. Jared, also so cute and so nice and so friendly. Yeah, he made his coffee. And Ashley, we saw her on FaceTime. We didn't get to see her in person, but also seems super sweet and so nice. Yeah. So if you guys are in the area, definitely, it's worth a stop. It's not just like a random coffee shop. It's really an experience when you go there and it's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And there is a big picture of Fatsva because they do serve his generous coffee. Oh, and a photo of Jared. Oh my God, she took a photo of, sorry, and also a photo of Jared on the couch interviewing the nanny. <laughs> oh my God. Also, wait, I want to follow up though. How does she know the nanny was lying about never seeing The Bachelor before? Yeah, let us know, Stacy. I want to yeah. know. I think it could just be, I mean, did you talk to the nanny? Should we get the nanny on the on the podcast <laughs> that honestly would be incredible the nanny of dawson dimitri brady haven think of the stories she knows think of what she sees while she's in their house probably so much so much i bet she has so to like tea. sort all their like boxes that come in from like pr packages yeah or like i don't know ashley could be getting in a fight with someone else from bachelor nation and like the nanny overhears the exclusive conversation i don't know yeah the possibilities are endless something tells me ashley doesn't fight with people though because i feel like she keeps it very level-headed she knows no, that's the game. true i'm trying okay well i'm just thinking of something that she could overhear. yeah okay. she sees some ashley kind of is on zoom with ben higgins mm-hmm. artist formerly known as fought spot and some massive Bachelor Nation tea drops and they're talking about it for their podcast, but they're like, wait, this is so dramatic. We literally can't even release it on the podcast. But then the nanny 
heard it. If you listen to our interview with Lauren Iconetti, Ashley's sister, she actually said that Ashley wanted Lauren to be the nanny. And they like, they contemplated it for a hot minute and that she was going to help out and like move in and be the nanny. But it turned out she didn't end up doing that. Um, So I'm I'm happy they're on the hunt for the nanny Mm because Lauren said they need help. They definitely are two hardworking parents and need help with sweet little Dawson. So you know what? I can help too. Are you volunteering to be the nanny? I guess it's going to be a tough commute from New York to Rhode Island every day, but yeah, but you could do it. It's like probably like a quick 50 minute flight. (laughs) Exactly. You're so right. It is probably only a quick 50 minute flight. Yeah. The next one. Hi, Jackie and Stephanie. I'm reaching out to tell you my bachelor encounter. Several years ago, I was in LA for the first time visiting my cousin. I was very hopeful that I would have a celebrity sighting. And sure enough, we were outside of Trader Joe's and my cousin goes, are you Alex from The Bachelorette? Sure enough, Alex, the Marine who was on the 201 date with Chad during JoJo season was right there. We had an encounter about Alex like back in the day. Wasn't it something about... I don't even remember. Wait, wasn't it something about him in a restaurant? He got mad. Oh, he doesn't like blue cheese or something and then like the date ordered that blue cheese. sounds familiar yeah this is like literally like december so it's a while ago wow he was really nice and took a photo with us afterwards we said goodbye and went into trader joe's where we had that awkward moment when you think you've said goodbye to someone and won't see them again but then you see him again when we were leaving this is my only celebrity sighting ever and i'm so happy to share it with she's all batch love the podcast and your excellent creep skills thank you so much thank you he probably wasn't shopping for blue cheese i'll tell you that i have to go back if anyone remembers sound off in the comments below but there was someone's encounter is that she went on a date with him and he doesn't like some kind of cheese like blue cheese. yeah i honestly don't really remember this the blue cheese does sound familiar but it was something or maybe it's not cheese but it was something at a restaurant he went on a date with someone and that he didn't like some kind of cheese and then she ordered it for herself and she said he got mad at her about it like oh oh oh, oh. this does kind of right? ring a bell this Something is really, like really old, though. But all right. Well, well, good to know that Alex is still, you know, around and at Trader Joe's. If yeah. You are looking to run into a famous person. Go to Trader go Joe's. To Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and we may read it next week. Okay. So I have told you guys before how much I love Everly Well, and if you have not heard, Everly Well has at-home lab tests so that you can better understand what is going on in your body. They have so many different tests to choose from. I have done their metabolism test and I have done the food sensitivity test. They make it so easy for you. They send you everything that you need to do a simple sample selection and then you collect what needs to be collected for the test and you use the prepaid shipping label to send it off to a certified lab and then within like two to three days you get your physician reviewed results to any device, phone, computer, tablet, however you want to read it. And then you can work with your doctor with the information that you've gotten to figure out what works for you and figure out your next steps. So it is so much easier than going to an actual lab to get some of this work done. And it was so informative. I learned so much about what foods are kind of making me feel certain ways. I think we all have kind of wondered that question. Mm -hmm. You know, you eat certain foods and you feel like, it's not that you're allergic, but you feel, you know, a little different about it. So to better understand which foods you might have sensitivity to so that you can move forward with a different elimination diet or something is so helpful. That's so helpful. And they don't just have those. I mean, they have over 30 at-home lab tests. Everlywell.com is definitely worth a look. So go to everlywell.com and use code SHESALLBATCH and you can get 20% off an at-home lab test of your choosing. So that's everlywell.com, E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L.com slash SHESALLBATCH and you can get 20% off one of their 30 at-home lab tests of your choosing. Everlywell.com slash she's all batch. 
Okay, I think it's time. I think it's time to head to the recap room. Now, you guys know Jackie's not here with me this week and I am flying solo, but I'm not gonna fly solo in the recap room. Like, that's just weird. So I decided to bring a special guest with me and we're gonna head to the recap closet. Should we open the closet door and see who's inside? Even though you probably already know because his name is in the episode title? Let's open the door. It's like a really old closet. Welcome, Spoiler King himself, Reality Steve, and comedian and YouTuber Dave Neal. Thank you guys for helping me recap this week. Thanks for having me on, Stephanie. This is exciting. I didn't know Steve was going to be on the show today. This I know. Is, I uh, kind of like how, how lucky on this, are this, we? Like, this um, two-on-one date we have going on. I'm really liking this. The yeah, odds are in a, my favor. What a sad fantasy for you to have both of us here. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is amazing. I love it. But I wanted to talk about, um, so Monday night's episode of The Bachelorette, we couldn't even fit everything into one episode. I found that really odd. And like, tell me Avon doesn't win without telling me Avon doesn't win, that he doesn't even make it into the initial episode. Well, I think one thing that was interesting was if you went on The Bachelorette's Instagram page on Monday during the day, I think one of the still photos they showed was like hometown dates tonight. And it was Avon and Rachel on his hometown, it's like that didn't even make this episode. Like the fact yeah. that they even promoted Avon's hometown when we're not even getting it till next week, I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously in a normal season with one lead, it's just four hometowns. We knew there was gonna be seven. Uh, you know, anybody that knew the Tyler stuff was gonna be going home early, so it was kind of six and a half, but still, you know, if you look at Bachelor Data's stuff from Monday night, I mean, Johnny got eight minutes and Jason's hometown covered like 15 or 16 minutes. Like it was just so all over the map in terms of who got screen time and who didn't. And obviously, mm. I mean, I don't think you have to know any spoilers to know that if you get eight minutes shown of your hometown date it's not looking good okay so the problem that i see with a lot of people saying like oh we don't really follow these love stories there's there's too many things going on i relate it back to comedy where with stand-up you write a joke and a lot of times what happens is over time the punchline stops hitting as hard because you start skirting over the premise and the setup in the heart of the joke and the same thing is happening here where there's two bachelorettes there's too many stories to get to so they're ruining the essence the setup and the heart of the story because they don't have the proper time to tell it. So yeah. the punchline, which is building this connection with these random people, isn't hitting as hard. And this is exactly what happens when you have too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. So are you saying that there wasn't enough time to build up to Johnny's punchline because he got eight minutes, basically? Yeah, there's already <laughs> not enough time in a normal season to get all these stories. And so there's, I mean, like, yeah, they can trim out some B-roll here and there, but they, there's really not, not like, where can they find the time to tell all these stories? So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're starting to build a connection a little bit, but the, the poor editors for this show must be oh working God. overtime to try to make this all happen. What do we think about Jason just saying, like, I'm not ready to get engaged, like, that seemed to be a theme this episode. And why are you coming on the show? You know what this is. He and his thing was strictly about the show. And it's obviously it's not like he was not ready to get engaged in general. He was basically just saying this format, there's no way. And and unless something changes over the two weeks from the time he had that um, hometown date to the time it got down to it, maybe, you know, feelings got stronger or whatever. But I don't think what Jason said is 
unrealistic at all. I mean, we just, we all look at this, like it's still kind of crazy to get engaged at the end of eight weeks to somebody you barely know. But the fact that he said it, I think says a lot of what could possibly be coming in the future, because first off, they wouldn't have shown that if it wasn't relevant, they either show it because he has a 180 at the end, or they mm-hmm. show it because he gets somewhere at a, at a point in the show and is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there. I can't do this. I, I, you know, he's not going to say I barely know you or anything, but he can just say, I mean, I, they laid the groundwork by showing that conversation for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's interesting is uh, audiences always say like one of three of the same things. And one of the things people always say is like, well, you signed up for the show. You should have known better. And that's like going on a roller coaster, vomiting and then being like, well, you signed up to go to Six Flags. Didn't you know you're going to vomit on a roller coaster? And it's like they have no idea what they're going to do. And he's like a very heady guy where I'm sure he's like, like, like even his mom said, he, he it's funny that his mom kind of tried to convince him, like, don't get out of your own way. Just live in the moment. But I'm sure he's like over analyzing it and my thought like my advice i would give them if i ever could would be like just if you think you're into it propose it's not a real proposal it's a promise <laughs> ring just like yeah. if you, like don't let that stop you like if you don't make it join the club you know right some people actually take proposing seriously though so i understand why maybe he doesn't want to do it on on national television but i actually speaking of the mom i thought the mom's like breakdown is like the modern day version of barb's don't let her go maybe the mother is seeing a pattern within him yeah he doesn't like to commit or is scared to commit and it's preventing him from taking that next step in a relationship. Or she wanted her own Barb moment because yeah, she really got sure it. That. He's sort of an oddball for a cast member just because he's like a quiet guy. And that's what you get. You get a guy who's thinking through things where yeah. they want guys like Logan, who's just going to like tell you what they feel every step Clayton. of the way. So yeah, Clayton. So they probably had a real hard time. And this is why they cast athletes. They cast guys that are reactionary and extroverted. Uh, look, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's fun at parties. And it might just be because he's just not, he hasn't settled in. He's not comfortable with the cameras, but I feel like I know absolutely nothing about what makes this guy tick at all. Yeah. And I feel like Gabby's kind of insecure about the fact that their personalities do- don't mesh either. She's like asking all the family members, like, do you think we're compatible? Do you think we have anything in common? Like Jason's not the type of guy that's going to ask an old man to flash their tits on bourbon street so i feel like they maybe aren't on the same page jason isn't rough around the edges so is that a good thing or a bad thing i don't know they are really really opposite from what we've seen and yeah. maybe that maybe that's exactly what she wants or maybe she needs something more you know mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's, it's kind of like a paintbrush needs a canvas, right? She's, she's an ICU nurse. She's all over the place. Maybe she wants a guy that, that, that where she can like railroad the conversation and he might enjoy just sitting on the old, uh, you know, on the, on the front porch and let her kind of do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. So it could work, but it just doesn't work on TV. You know, that's yeah, a, right. this whole thing. It just doesn't work on TV. Yeah, it's a balance. I, he can definitely balance her out a little bit. Wanted to move over to like the most cringeworthy date, which was Tyler's hometown. Right off the bat, Rachel kind of sets the tone that like things are not going to go well for Tyler. She literally says that Tyler's the most behind, which it's like, might as well just send him home now. No one's actually thinking this guy's going. I don't think there's like, I mean, Steve, why don't you tell us? But has anyone ever said in a date like, they're the furthest behind and then they miraculously end up no crossing the finish line. No, you're behind for a reason. Not that I can remember. Anytime anyone says our relationship has been a slow burn or it's been slow developing, it's usually never a a good thing. The thing about Tyler's date 
was, and this goes to show how hard it is to gauge reactions just by pictures or photos. When all these videos and pictures were coming out of them at Wildwood, it was them having fun playing the games. I remember them holding hands, kissing right when she saw him, which is standard for a hometown date. If they didn't kiss when they met, that would have been really weird. But when we, I remember that day specifically, that day, it was just like, oh my God, she's totally going to pick him. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> and then look how far off most people were. It's just like, we don't know because this was the first time we had ever seen them together. But judging by the pictures and videos that day, and I didn't even know she had eliminated him during the day, but mm-hmm. when I was getting those pictures and videos, I'm like, oh, this guy seems like he has a chance to go far. And he didn't even make it past that afternoon. So that's why social media show, is fake though. Photos mean shit. It doesn't yeah. actually matter what they look like. It's what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. And we didn't, you know, we we knew that she had a date with Avon two days earlier, but we had no idea really how it went. There were a few videos that got out of that. But for those that don't know, in real time, Avon had the first hometown date for Rachel and then Zach was second. But yet when she was on the date with, or I mean, Tyler was second. When she was on the date with Tyler, she tells him something along the lines of, a previous date that I was just on, I felt further along than we are. But in the TV episode on Monday, they showed Zach's hometown before they showed Tyler's. So the TV audience that doesn't know anything about spoilers thinks she was talking about her date with Zach when it was really her date with Avon. She hadn't been on a date with Zach yet when they Oh, the T. I didn't know that. Thanks for that. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. (laughs) uh, The scene where she's breaking up with him on the park bench. I'm watching that yelling at the tv the way you watch a horror movie when like the the kids run up to the second floor and you're like the killer's in the house i'm watching that going no stop it because i've been there and when people go oh dude can he read the room no no i've been there before i've been in those situations where we're we're going for a walk and i'm being dumped and the whole time i'm like well tomorrow we can do chinese food (laughs) and and so like you know she starts to cry and, and like in his eyes he's like oh it's a little windy outside her her eyes are watering whatever he's saying i love you in the moment you're like golly no uh but it just goes to show how you're on completely different pages and w- when you like totally buy into the journey you almost can't even fathom you're being broken up with in that moment totally but you know producers pulled him aside and they're like rachel's so excited about you you need to tell her how you feel so when she started getting teary-eyed he's thinking oh my God, she's so moved by her love for me. I have to profess my love. Like I am confident that they built him up to make that confession. That and didn't just come she, out of nowhere. Sure. And then she looks right at the camera and I just love those moments. I'm so glad they kept it. She looks at the camera being like, what are you guys doing to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then of course she finally stops him. But th- that was a moment where you realize, I think that she wasn't trying to, she wasn't trying to draw this process out for ratings. Like, like when the, when the final proposal happen a lot of times i always feel like they just i don't know i feel like they get a bonus if they wait for the other person to propose right there's just <laughs> something there's like no humane reason why they wait so long but in that moment i just feel like it hit her and she just froze and then finally she was like stop please stop yeah. and it was way too late at that point point. and i don't remember the exact wording but didn't he basically say something like hey i'm not falling in love with you i am in love with you like it was yeah. it was a double gut punch because we all knew what was coming yeah. and Cause we had seen her like private conversation off with a producer where she was like, yeah, it's not working. Kind of like, this is like the second time that's happened with her this season. That first one-on-one of the season with Jordan V same exact thing. Like she's off to the side. Like I just don't feel it with this guy. I don't know what to do. And then when she goes and sits him down on the bench, we as an audience all knew what was coming. And then her head pops up 
she get the deer in the headlights look and it's just like oh yeah her look away to the camera i screenshotted it i'm like that is the most real reaction she's like are you fucking (laughs) kidding me like no this can't get any worse I know I feel and that bad. stuff must happen all the time that they don't include because they're kind of breaking the fourth wall. But there must be plenty of times where they look over at a producer and they're like, what's going on here? Um, but uh, I'm glad they I'm glad they kind of caught that because she's like, you know, they're shooting, you know, from a technical uh, uh, landscape. They're shooting from pretty far away. Cameras are on nice long lenses. So they're having this intimate conversation. And then she's just reaching for someone to help her in this moment where all that she can do is finally tell him, like, hey, it ain't you. Jersey, uh, you know, it, it, you, can, you can be so sold on a good day on the boardwalk and that wasn't it cold windy day on the boardwalk let's move over to tino because this was now the most like i mean tyler was the most cringeworthy but tino it was like a train wreck and uh what did you guys think about tino's hometown date how much the father and the mother were not about him falling love in love on tv well i i feel bad because i feel like my parents would be close to that sort Mm -hmm. of coldness and it doesn't necessarily mean the parents aren't loving. Either do the show and drink the Kool-Aid or don't do the show. Just just don't do the show if you're going to be that cynical about it. Because I would be cynical too. It's not going to work out. It works out, what, 4% of the time? But just, like I said, run into the wall full speed like everyone else does and just say, yeah. hey, if my son's happy, he's happy. Like, their reaction makes sense because of what we talked about earlier. Just the idea of falling in love and getting engaged on a show after eight weeks to someone that you barely know, like thinking about it logically, every parent should act this way, but we know that most don't, but there's always one every season because they have to show some sort of uh, conflict and, oh, this is going to be a struggle. But every time they have shown that, the family that's been the biggest doubters, if that person ends up getting chosen in the end, it always seems to be fine by after the final rose anyway. It's not like they're like, oh yeah, we had some time to connect. Um, We're great friends now. Yeah. Outside of outside of what Barb pulled on Peter's finale, where she literally just shit all over her son for sitting there with Maddie and wanting something to work out between them and said, no, this isn't going to work. Like, I, he's he's being an idiot. He's not thinking about this logically, which is still one of the top three moments in show history to me. Oh, so good. Um, it, it always seems to work out no matter what happened. I, I remember specifically, I brought this up in my recap yesterday, Ashley Bear, same exact thing. Her sister absolutely laid into JP and grilled him like no other. And they were just like, no way. How is this ever going to work? And then I remember her sister being at the finale of Ashley and JP's season. And she's like, oh, my God, JP's the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little tough on him, but we've gotten to know each other and everything's great. Yeah. And then there's a couple that was married for nine years and had two kids. So right. it really doesn't matter what the parents yeah. do, really. Interesting you bring up Maddie, though, because I feel like Rachel had a little bit of a Maddie moment when the mom said, this isn't real. And I, I felt the anxiety in Rachel, She's like, but it is and, yeah. and pushed back. And I was like, oh, you're pushing back on the mother like that takes balls. But it was I felt the tension in that room because she's pissed at the mom saying it's not real because she's clearly very much feeling things for Tino. And it's it takes a lot to stand up to the mom. Yeah. yeah, like she couldn't if 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 that wasn't right if that wasn't Tino's mom and that was a contestant talking to her that way she would have she would have sent him home right away. Like Rachel doesn't hide her feelings at all. She is not, and I love that about her. I really do. She does not hide it. She was so pissed off when that conversation ended. She was like, "Thank you so much for talking to me." Yeah. Really she was rip shit pissed yeah. off, and really they're not wrong. Yeah. They're like, "It's not real," but at the same time, it's like, well. 
it's, you know, Rachel, Tino, they're all in a cult by this point. They haven't had their cell phones. They haven't slept. They've been on a boat in Europe. And then they and then they come back to the real world being like, hey, this uh, is it's great. Everything's awesome. And the the mom's like, this isn't you know, what are you doing? But like I said, it's just not a good look for the parents. It's kind of like play it. Oh, yo, I'm glad you're here for the journey. It's a great experience. Just like try to find some positive out of it. So I'm excited for the end of the season. Obviously, Steve, you know how it ends. We're not going to spoil it for our listeners, but can you guys tell every our listeners where they can check you guys out? You guys are amazing creators. So I want them to give you a check out as well. Yeah, um, my stuff is everything is under the Reality Steve label. My Twitter is at Reality Steve. My Instagram is at Reality Steve. The website is realitysteve.com. My Reality Steve podcast is on on anywhere you can get your podcast most people listen on apple Podcasts based on my numbers that i see but um you know just six weeks ago i started a daily podcast i'm kicking myself for not having started it earlier but it's just a 20 minute roundup i always start with bachelor nation stuff and then move into reality tv stuff then possibly some pop culture stuff and then maybe end it with a little sports since that's my background but um that's a daily podcast and then i've had a thursday podcast once a week which is usually an interview podcast. My guest this week, which would be the what, 25th, is um, someone that you just had on recently, I believe, Stephanie, is, um, maybe you didn't. Um, Bob Guinea, did you have Bob on no, recently? No, we didn't, no. Okay, so yeah, I got Bachelor number four on. It was a great conversation. It's about an hour long. I always love going down the old school people. I mean, talking about people that were long, way back. He's when I think about it, he's the farthest person back I've ever had on my podcast as bachelor number four. And the amazing thing is I was just doing Wikipedia search on him before the interview. He had the highest rated premiere in the history of the show based on yeah. Wikipedia. He had 12 and a half million people tuned in into his premiere. And now, I mean, we know how everything's watered down and everything network TV is down with streaming and so many other options, but 2003 getting 12 and a half million people to tune in for the premiere when nowadays four to four and a half million is like a really good season. Um, It's pretty crazy, but it was a great talk. And I hope people uh, tune in for that. That'll be up on Thursday, uh, the 25th. Awesome. That's when this episode will come out. So definitely go check out Steve's interview there. And Dave, what do we got for you? Well, I've got about 25 videos on YouTube about (laughs) Nick Vial and reality Steve fighting. So if you want (laughs) I'm like the fish that swims underneath the belly of the shark and eats the runoff. That's what I am. So if anyone likes uh, irreverent and bachelor adjacent content, I, I talk about I'll I'll lead with a bachelor story and spin it into whatever we feel like talking about. Yeah. You know, we've actually been featuring teachers all all month. Uh, we've been sharing their Amazon wish list. I, I, I can't tell you how supportive the the community can be. Every single day I get photos from teachers where thousands of dollars worth of gifts gifts were bought for them. So if anyone uh, likes or doesn't like my content, go to the pinned comment section in all of my videos this month and you can donate to teachers all across the country. Yes, that is so amazing. I saw that you were doing that. That's incredible. Love that you're doing that. And you may see him make fun of some of my facial expressions sometimes. So that's worth going to uh, check it out as well. You have my favorite reactions of any recapper when when you get tea from like an alumni or whatever. You, <laughs> yeah. you, your face, beca- you just, yeah, exactly. You're, uh, that's my favorite.
And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, definitely give us five stars wherever you're listening and leave a nice review. And then you can also go to She's All Batch YouTube and subscribe and watch all the videos. Every single one. Every single one. Give us those views. And then you can go to the She's All Batch Facebook group. The link to that will be in the episode description. But if you love the show and are looking to talk to other people who love the She's All Batch podcast, then definitely join. It's a fun little group we've got going on on the Facebook. Be sure to support our sponsors. Go to dameproducts.com and use code She's All Batch and you can get 15% off site-wide and like stock up on the best sex toys. You are welcome. Yes, and then you can go to everlywell.com and use code She's All Batch for 20% off. Find out what's going on with your metabolism. Yeah, get to know what is happening inside your body. I've taken two Everlywell tests now, so I'm a fan. Follow me at She's All Batch on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore and Venmo me at Jackie Maroney yeah, send my jockey if you want. And I think that's it. Okay. Bye, bitches. Bye.